Today, we look at the Bible and we ask ourselves not about what is there, but what isn't. I take a journey through Reddit and I share my discoveries. I also share a passage from the book of Revelation that is evidently a favorite with white supremacists. Oh, and I do refute their argument before moving on, obviously, all on the way to answering the question, what is not in the Bible? Welcome to the Sky Pilot Podcast that explores questions of faith, spirituality, and religion. I'm Dan Matthews, and I don't have all the answers, but I do enjoy the questions. Welcome to the podcast where every question is an invitation into a spiritual quest, and you're invited along for the journey. Sometimes in the course of doing podcasts, I do an episode from a broader faith perspective, meaning that although I am a Christian, I will write and speak in a way that is careful not to be exclusively from the perspective of a Christian, but instead simply as a person of faith. Today, though, I am speaking from the perspective of a Christian. That doesn't mean there's nothing here for someone of another faith or even someone who doesn't believe but is curious about the conversation, but simply that I am talking about the Bible, Christianity's holy texts. And that, by its very nature, will have a decidedly Christian perspective. I will also admit that as I initially was writing this podcast, I thought about entitling this episode with something really controversial, like, what's wrong with the Bible? But although that would bring lots of listens, it wouldn't be an honest title as to what this episode is really all about. So I quickly moved on from that thought. So in order to put people at ease, lest you fear instant immolation as you listen to this podcast, let me tell you that there will be nothing here that is outside the view of mainstream Christianity, but there will still be lots here that will be upsetting for some, regardless of what I just said. So let me start by telling you about my ordination to the ministry. In order to be ordained in the Episcopal Church, I had to agree publicly, verbally, to a statement about the Bible, and then I had to sign it in front of those present at the ordination service. So here is the statement. I solemnly declare that I do believe the Holy Scriptures of the Old and New Testaments to be the Word of God and to contain all things necessary to salvation. So let me begin by saying I signed it then, I believed it then, and I continue to believe it now. But simply saying that I believe the Bible contains all things necessary to salvation is not at all the end of things, but merely a place to begin. I think we will agree that not all things in the Bible are equally necessary for salvation. And if that makes you anxious, it shouldn't. Relax and hear me out. As a person of faith, specifically a Christian, your job is to engage with the holy texts of Scripture and decide which are the most compelling for you and what they seem to be telling you God wants you to do in your life. Imagine that you were to read all of Scripture and rank the passages you encounter from the most important to your faith journey to the least. So I'm going to give you two passages right now just to make the point. As a Christian, tell me which is more helpful, more important for your understanding as to what God wants from you. In the book of Proverbs, there is a passage, 10.6, and this is what it says. Give strong drink to one who is perishing and wine to those in bitter distress. In the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus is asked a question and it goes like this, Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This 
is the greatest and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Now, for me, as a Christian, there's no question to which of those passages is more important. Okay, so all of this that I've just said is a simple lead-in for our task today. First, we as Christians are given the task of digging into our sacred texts and discovering what God has to say. And those texts are not like a recipe with simple, easy-to-follow instructions that all who read them will agree exactly what those instructions mean. We must engage them to discern their meaning and direction for our lives. Now, I realize that's a bit controversial for some. No, no, some might say. The Bible is not to be interpreted, but is to be understood and followed exactly as the words say. Yeah, okay. Except even the most diehard literalists don't really believe that. First, why do we have Bible study classes if it were that easy? Second, why do clergy spend so much time teaching and preaching about the Scripture if the message is truly self-evident to all who read it? And once you begin this process, you will eventually discover that there is a great deal of stuff that isn't in Scripture, stuff you might like to have known or would have been helpful, at least for your spiritual journey. Some of it, I even think, was an oversight by some of the authors. Now, this isn't to say that the Bible is lacking or a failure, just there is stuff that I wish was in there. And that's really what this podcast is all about. So let me start with an easy explanation. Last week, I did a podcast on being silly. If you listen to that podcast, then you know what I believe, and that is that being silly is inherently human. It's a God-given attribute of our human nature. And if we suppress it, we do so at our own peril. No, not because God will punish us, but because we are repressing a part of ourselves, an important part that leaves us being less than we were created to be by the God who created us. So let me ask you this question. Do you think Jesus ever laughed? I mean, ever. Do you think there were moments that he and his followers, his disciples, found something funny and they all shared a moment of spontaneous laughter and joy together? To me, the answer to those questions is a resounding yes. I do believe that. Laughter, joy, fun are all part of being fully human. And according to Christian doctrine, Jesus was fully human. Ipso facto, Jesus must have laughed. And yet, here's a part of Jesus that is never revealed never discussed in the Bible. There's no reference anywhere in the Bible to Jesus's sense of humor or his simply laughing. Must have happened, but it's not in the Bible. I wish it were there, but it's not. Okay, so let's talk some more about the aspects of Jesus that aren't in the Bible. And remember, the Bible is our primary way of knowing Jesus. Just remember that the Bible serves a function. For Christians, that function is to point to Jesus to help us understand who Jesus was, how God was revealing himself through the personhood of Jesus Christ. Jesus is primary. The Bible is secondary. Now, why do I make that point? Because I think there are people who have taken the Bible as outranking Jesus. And when we take something from the Bible and say, this is who we are supposed to be as Christians, it has to pass one simple litmus test. If Jesus were here today, in the present, with you, after you've made that proclamation, would he agree with your conclusion? It doesn't really matter if you can prove something by quoting texts from the Bible. It's a massive book. 
What does matter is if Jesus would agree with you. So placing that importance on Jesus makes us want to know even more about him. And that brings us back to an even larger set of examples of what is not in the Bible. We don't know anything about some pretty basic stuff about Jesus. Now, in preparation for this podcast, I went on to Reddit and asked this question. Name something that isn't mentioned in the Bible, but but you wish it were there. I kind of wanted to get a broader perspective on this question than just my own. And I had quite a few responses, a lot of responses, some from people who misunderstood the question. They gave me examples of things other people think is in the Bible but aren't. So, like, cleanliness is next to godliness. God helps those who help themselves. And if you're a longtime listener of this podcast, you know I've covered a number of these in my series that's kind of entitled, Is That in the Bible? Surprisingly, I got a lot of responses about animals. One about the lack of info about cats. Another about personal pets. One about the lack of mentioning butterflies. And still another about polar bears. These were interesting because I'd never read the Bible and wondered if people had pets, so it was kind of fun to read and see these through the eyes of others. There were also a series of comments that I will refer to briefly as the bodily function section. Evidently, there are people who wish the Bible went into more detail about Jesus' bodily functions. I'd never had that thought either. Finally, there were those who offered things that resonated for me. So the rest of my examples are a combination of my ponderings and those I got from the folks at Reddit. So let's start with a story Jesus told. It's a good example of something I wish were in the Bible but isn't. If you recall, Jesus told a parable of the talents. A rich ruler entrusted money into the hands of three of his servants, one who invested it and made even more money, the second also invested it. He had a little less money, but still made money. The third, who was given the least, buried the money and gave it back exactly as it was given to him. And according to the parable, this third servant had made the wrong choice. Now, here for me is a great example of missing information. So I want in this story, I want there to be a fourth servant who invested, worked hard, but lost money. Does he get an A for effort? That's kind of what I hope. Or is the lesson that it is the result, not the effort, that matters? I always wish this parable had a bit more information, had a fourth person who tried really hard but failed. Where would they be ranked amongst those other servants? If you think of the Gospels as being kind of biography of Jesus and his work, then there's some pretty glaring omissions by the standards of today's biographies, the kind of personal details that we love to know. Did Jesus have a favorite color? I'm not sure this one is important, but it relates to a number of other related subjects. How did Jesus dress? Was there anything distinctive about the way he dressed, the way he wore his garments? What color was his hair? What color were his eyes? Now, this missing information might not be a surprise. At the time of Jesus, there might not have been a lot of hair and eye color variation in the region of the world in which he lived, but surely there was something distinctive about the way he looked. And yet, Nothing about that in the Bible. Was he tall? Was he short? Did he have a deep voice? Did he have a high voice? Now, there is a quote in the Bible that contains a physical description, and it's found in the book of Revelation. Then I turned to see whose voice it was that spoke to me. And on turning, 
I saw seven golden lampstands, and in the midst of the lampstands I saw one like the Son of Man, clothed with a long robe and with a golden sash across his chest. His head and his hair were white as white wool, white as snow, and his eyes were like a flame of fire. Okay, the truth is that I have often said while teaching and preaching that there's no description of Jesus in the Bible. I have also taught a class on the book of Revelation, several times actually, but I've never associated this passage with a physical description of earthly Jesus. This just seems so clearly to me a spiritual vision and not a description of what Jesus looked like, say, to his disciples. Also, interestingly, I didn't know this before doing research for this episode, and this part did not come from my Reddit research, but from a Google search. This passage is used by the Jesus was white crowd to prove their assertion. Okay, so let me say this. Jesus was not white. I know we don't have a description of Jesus, so we can't know for sure. But Jesus was white is a self-serving, silly argument. I know it's a little judgmental, but it's intentional. By that same argument, Jesus could be of any race. And also, Jesus was certainly ethnically typical for the area he grew up in and from which his parents came. Kind of end of story. But to further make the point, if we're going to take this passage and say his hair was white, so he must be white, then we should probably say Jesus was albino. White hair. Oh, and he had in the passage glowing red eyes. That kind of fits the description, doesn't it? Anyways, I said, I went online and sent this question out to Reddit. What info isn't in the Bible, but you wish it were? A number of people brought up the lack of information about his youth and formative years. This is a well-known one, but it's certainly worth mentioning here. From the standpoint of, again, a modern-day biography, we expect there to be more about his childhood years because we, as modern readers, we place a lot of emphasis on childhood formation to help us understand later life decisions. We also don't know much about his sexuality, and I'm not getting into anything racy here, but Jesus was fully human and Jesus went through teenage years. As a role model for us, having some information about how he navigated those sometimes troubled waters could be really helpful. Now, I hope I've not made you in this process unduly anxious. My point is not to tear down the Bible. Quite the opposite, actually. The point of this endeavor is to encourage you when reading Scripture to open yourself up to read and then ponder. Wonder about what is being said. Wonder about how each of the people in the passage that you're reading feel as they're experiencing this story. Try to figure out who you are in the story. I mean, who you really are, and then later on, who would you like to be in the story? And then finally, and this is really the point of today's exercise, think about what isn't there, what's not contained in the passage, and then spend some time thinking about why you wish it were. Because that probably tells you a lot about where you are in your spiritual journey at the moment and what you are needing from God. And that's all for today. Just remember, the Bible's filled with important stuff, but sometimes also feels like it's missing some of the stuff you would like it to have. Allowing yourself to have those thoughts and then feeling okay with looking at them may be really helpful in discerning where you are on your spiritual journey at the moment. Do you agree? You think I'm mistaken? Let me know. My email address is dan 
at skypilot.zone. And on your spiritual journey, may you ask questions, seek answers, and boldly go wherever the quest takes you. Thanks for listening to SkyPilot Faith Quest. I invite you to send me a question or leave a review. And remember, the sign of a strong faith, solid religion, or healthy spiritual journey is not certainty, but that you keep asking questions. <laughs>